intro video games. The Super Gamers Podcast. Talking reviewing all about retro video games. Games. Welcome to the Two Big Gamers Podcast for episode 25. I'm your host for the evening, Mr. Les Tanty. And joining me, as always, is my good mate, Mr. David Rosito. David, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm pretty good, Les. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. Um, another busy week at work. How about yourself? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, where I work, yeah, it's just a peak period towards the end of the year. It's coming along great. Uh, yep. Avalanche of work has come through, but I'm just uh, snow plowing it through, so to speak. Yeah, but it's all good. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, what I've been doing in my spare time, I've actually been playing uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. So I've been, nice. uh, yeah, got all the DLC. So I'm uh, currently playing the story mode, um, and I'm just yeah, probably going to finish that tonight. Um, it's interesting about uh, the story mode is that... Uh, you can tell it's uh, very similar to the uh, game story mechanics with Injustice 2, which was all another game made by the same company, NetherRealm Studios. Ed Boon, of course, being the director behind both games, uh, uh, just uh, picked up the formula for, uh, for both story modes and is working fine for what it is. Um, what's good about this game is that because I got the Ultimate Edition, that means I've got guys like uh, the characters like Rambo, Spawn, Terminator, Joker, uh, and and uh, yeah, I actually got uh, got to see Rambo being torn apart by Spawn in a fatality. Um, yeah, I'll never have a look at Ra- Stallone screaming again. <laughs> 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 oh man, but it's funny. I remember there was a matchup between uh, Rambo and Terminator meeting each other, and then the Terminator, first thing Terminator says to him was to Rambo was uh, in my timeline. Yeah, humanity is extinct, and uh, also all that Rambo does is pull off uh, his hunter's knife, and he goes, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. that's, that's a good fighting game. Yeah, yeah. It's a good fighting game. Gory as hell. The detail that they yeah. put in the game with the uh, broken uh, b- body parts and just uh, the severed uh, uh, organs and the evisceration, all that. Yeah, not for the faint of heart. Put it that way. Mm. That's good, man. That's good. Um, I think we played uh, some Mortal Kombat as well, didn't we? Deadly yeah, what Alliance. was it? Um, yeah, Deadly Alliance, yeah. Um, I was pretty disappointed, yeah. to be honest, man. I was pretty disappointed. Um, not that great. What, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, it, yeah, I mean, um, Mortal Kombat games, when it started going towards that 3D territory, 3D territory, in, territory my, yeah. in my opinion, and I thought, no, nah, the tech was too early at the time. Like because I, as I mentioned once in the podcast, I played, I owned Mortal Kombat Four. I played it a lot, but in the back of my mind, thinking, man, graphics are really, really rough, um, yeah. and even worse are the cutscenes, all the oh, yeah. character cutscenes, just yeah. they're poorly acted, poorly animated. Yeah. I mean, again, it was just uh, made in '97. Uh, their 3D graphics was just uh, exploding, and but. It, Again, it was just early technology. What mm. I think, yeah, in Mortal Kombat 11, I mean, some 
people love it, some people hate it, but yeah, no one can knock off the graphics in that game because uh, they're definitely a the Unreal Engine, I believe, then use number four, and it looks uh, pretty photorealistic as you could get at the yeah, time of its release. Right. Yeah, but as we talked about before, um, the more they work on graphics, the, these developers they're just going to get more and more photorealistic to the point it'll look uncanny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I think probably yeah, a bit of a lull when it comes to Mortal Kombat games uh, during the early uh, years of. Uh, uh, 3D graphics, um, yeah. Now, but I think what was weird about that game, it reminded me of, um, what was that, uh, Soul Calibur, with the use of weapons. Oh, yeah, 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 Soul Calibur, yeah. And I think that the players, I think that the characters could also, uh, move around the foreground, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you, yeah, you can fall from the foreground, I'm pretty sure, because when yeah. I, I think when I bat you, and, yeah, you fell off the edge, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty dismal game, but nonetheless, it was alright. But yeah, I, I wouldn't choose that. I probably like go back to the classics. But then again, you got Mortal Kombat 11, which we were just talking about, and um, yeah, I'll have to give that a shot one day and check it out, see if it's any good. You don't have it on the PS4, do you? Nah, I haven't got it. Nah. Okay. I can always get it. Yeah. So. If- if you yeah, just make sure you're better off getting the ultimate edition because yep. you'll you'll get all the other characters and also an additional story called Aftermath. It's an epilogue. I haven't played mm-hmm. it yet, but from what I heard, it's like from what I heard, it's supposed to be yeah, sort of another uh, comprehensive story mode. But then again, I'll have to wait and see. For all I know, it could be just a short DLC add-on. But no, um, yeah, any sort of uh, additional content. Uh, is better than they're getting the standard edition without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So um, on today's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about Capstone Software. Um, very underrated software company, isn't it, David? Well, what's that tagline? The pinnacle of entertainment, entertainment software. <laughs> yeah. mm. The pinnacle of shit. It's... <laughs> Yeah, they put it bluntly, yeah, man. They put it bluntly. They put it bluntly. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think it's a bit of a bad sign if you're a gaming company and you yeah. uh, self-aggrandize yourself like that or self-promote yourself to such an extent where you're a pinnacle of something. You're really just um, asking yourself. You're really just demanding yourself for setting a high benchmark of uh, trying to produce excellence. And from what yeah. we've gleaned no. from some of the games, from a lot of your games, it's not quite exactly that i'm afraid to say that's right exactly but yeah before we do talk about our main topic i've got an announcement the announcement is that um there is now uh a voxel doom pack for uh doom itself the original doom um so basically all the sprites are in all in 3d which are in voxel 3D graphics, so blocky uh, voxel 3D graphics, and um, and it uses the G- uh, GZ Doom source port. And uh, I have played it, had checked it out, and it's not too bad, man. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, this is only for Doom 1, but the Doom 2 will be coming out pretty soon. So yeah. 
So, okay, cool. So just for the sake of asking for the, uh, the layman, when, the, when you say three, uh, 3D voxel-based models, what does that mean exactly? Well, it's basically, it's in 3D, but it's blocky. Like, very right. blocky, yeah. Okay. Voxel, yeah. Okay, yeah. And that would mean that uh, all the enemies rendered would be having a bit of detail, but still have a block, blocky build. Yeah, that's as right, yeah. Move around, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, exactly. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. Right? So, uh, you, you said you already tested, so I tested it, yeah. that would mean that you already installed the, the zip file that came with it into the project and how what, was it difficult to pull it off difficult to pull off yeah i mean it was difficult to install the mod oh no 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 you just um place the contents in the main directory and you just drag the the pack file into into gz doom and that's it and you okay rate. cool yeah cool and uh, how do you rate it uh, I'll probably rate it 4 out of 5. It's not, 4 out of 5, not, 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 not too bad, not too bad. Um, uh, like I said, um, it, you know, like I said before, you know, it's all, like all the sprites are in the 3D, so, mm -hmm. you know, which is pretty step up from the 2D characters and that, and, uh, character sprites, and, yeah, and then the sequel, the sequel will be coming for this as well, um, which will be Doom 2. Voxel, Voxel Doom 2, so it'll be coming out soon. But yeah, man, uh, not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, so Great. anyone who loves Doom, please check it out. Um, pretty awesome, so yeah. So David, what do you got for us? So it's just made official that we'll be getting a Tekken 8. It's awesome. uh, coming Tekken. on the way, yeah. Love yeah, Tekken. Tekken yeah. yeah, I think I mentioned before, I played, uh, I owned a Tekken 2 and 3 growing up. Yep. Um, uh, um yeah they were, they were great games to play at the time and at the time you know i mentioned that they they look just uh really cutting edge in terms of graphics probably not so much today but oh, no they, they were uh yeah definitely a great 3d fighting games for, for sure um so it will be expected to come out on uh the ps5 xbox series x and steam so as yeah from what I can tell, they're really pushing onto the next-gen platforms going forward. Yep. So that means that we're finally getting to the transition where the PS4 and Xbox One are entering their end-of-life cycle. Yep. Um, it's interesting about, uh, from what I've been reading about uh, this uh, uh, footage, this promotional footage of the games revealed trailer, is that uh, it was uh, briefly, taken, briefly taken from uh, a working progress of the game's story mode. And uh, made up elements that are still being rendered in engine. Mm. So what uh, I've been saying here is that that the character models, backgrounds, their effects are exactly the same ones that are used in game. Um, so it's not exactly a pre-rendered movie uh, trailer that you see in a lot of promotion uh, promotional ad trailers for other games. So that it looks like that that what you see is what you might be getting in the actual final product, mm. uh, which is pretty good. Let's go actual. Uh, Footage here. It's got uh, Jin Kazama versus his dad, if I remember correctly, Kazuya Mishima, yeah. fighting in the game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think uh, he pretty uh, pretty big uh, fighting game to keep your eyes up. I mean, Tekken's a big franchise. Everyone is familiar, with it, but they grew up playing fighting games and uh, 
over years. Um, speaking of which, I should probably get around to playing Tekken 7, for curiosity's sake. Mm. Um, I mean, it's up on Steam. I think it's currently on special now, if I'm not mistaken, at least at the time of this recording. So, yeah, that's definitely one to keep uh, an eye open. Um, so, it doesn't look like that... Uh, don't think that we've got an actual release date as of yet. I think the game is just being recently announced. So, uh, it's still a work in progress. So, progress. Over, okay. just, uh, yeah, uh, over time, we'll uh, find out more and see what sort of characters are going to be um, making uh, the roster. The playing roster this game, yeah. Growing up, yeah, I think... I mean, he's not exactly probably the most uh, easy character to use, but growing up, I think my favourite Tekken character was Yoshimitsu. Mm. The sort of, the guy, the... Uh, the samurai... <coughs> excuse me. The alien-looking samurai, or swordsman, yeah. rather. Okay. Yeah, I think I already mentioned that in the podcast, but feel free uh, need to mention yeah. that again. Um mm. But he's not exactly an easy character to use. I remember trying to use his sword was uh, took a fair bit of uh, button combos to use properly. Um, but yeah, who do you have a favorite uh, Tekken character? Uh, it's either martial law or Eddie Gordo. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Eddie Gordo. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. the Brazilian. Um, yeah, he was uh, sort of a Brazilian breakdancer, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, not breakdancing capoeira. Capoeira is sort of a yeah, that's a, a start of their, their Brazilian fighting, yeah. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. But I think you've got a figurine of uh, Heiachi Mishima at home, don't you? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I wish I had to stand for it. I had to stand for it. And also, yes, he also had a pole as well, I remember. Yeah. A okay, fighting pole, yeah, but lost it. So that's all I've got, Damn. unfortunately. Have you seen Tekken Bloodline, that miniseries on Netflix? Not yet. I heard it's good, though. It's like, yeah, it's not too bad. Mm. So, uh, it's a story about uh, Jin Kazama. Uh, sort of, wouldn't say necessarily adopted, but uh, he demands to be trained uh, by his grandfather, Heihachi, uh, in order to get vengeance at the ogre, the monster that killed his mother uh, when he was younger. So he spends uh, the rest of his youth training his mind and body uh, to become a fighter and uh, Heiachi has uh, uh, adopted him to become his uh, uh, champion to beat the ogre the king of Iron Fist tournament um, so it's more it's definitely more of a, uh, a Jin Kazama story than it's about the rest of the, the Tekken universe I mean all the other characters are there um, but they're just supporting characters and you see this great uh Tension, this conflict between Jin and Heiachi uh, over the course of uh, the, the episodes. But yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, you yeah, could well. do worse than some an anime adaptations. That, yeah, pretty decent. Mm. Awesome. All right, which leads us to our main topic Capstone Software. Now, straight off the bat, uh, David, um, do you want to talk about Miami Vice first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. All right. Miami Vice. Um, yeah. Um, Miami Vice was, a, everyone knows the TV show. I know you, you need introduction, but if you don't, haven't watched it, go watch it. It's pure yeah. 80s cheese. Made by uh, the director of uh, Heat, Michael Heat. Mann. Nice. Believe, believe yeah. it or not. Um, yeah. I liked Heat, man. Um, I liked Heat. It was a good movie. Nah, Heat's a classic. Yeah, it's one Heat. of the best crime, yeah. crime dramas of all time. Mm. 
Uh, Miami Vice was uh, more of a, a cheesy 80s crime drama, that, though, um, just with the, the choice of music and the, the scenery and art direction. Hey, there was a lot I of art saw, but anyway. I think I, I think I saw Ben Stiller in Miami Vice. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a clip and I saw Ben Stiller. I'm like, oh, is that Ben Stiller? Wow. You looked, you looked funny, man. Just, just, just to put it out there. You looked very funny. The way he was dressed. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Uh, I remember Phil Collins made a guest appearance once. Uh, did he? He called himself Phil the Shill. Yeah, this was back in uh, in 1985 at the uh, heat of his. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was right yeah. at the heat, yeah, peak of his popularity yeah, back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. He, shit, he did. Yeah, he wasn't Sammy Vice. Holy crap! But didn't recognize him. Anyway, but that's not anyway. the TV show about yeah. the game. That's right, the game. I remember I encountered this game through a YouTube reviewer called film and stuff and i try to play the game myself and um yeah it's uh, just this uh, really poor attempt at uh, a 2d g- game but it's not it's a platform game but it's not a side scrolling game that's right yeah so the problem with this game is that uh, it begins right at the first level i think what the level design could be compared to donkey kong because oh, yeah. you got to try and work out these puzzles to open up the ceiling to climb from one floor to another so how it is you've got about four or five different floors and you've got to work your way up to go and arrest this uh criminal might be a crime boss or whoever where he's just walking around like a typical npc dropping what looks like lemons uh above a upper level is actually dropping a grenade when you get hit by the grenade it actually explodes yeah it's ridiculous it's just a poorly uh yeah poor uh, just character design poor game design but what's even more poor is just the choice of just of what you have to do to try and arrest the perp what you got to actually do is you got to actually use guns to fire at um all these uh switches to try and open all these doors or, or not doors but ceiling doors but there's a catch uh you actually got to um, shoot them at a se- in a particular sequence. And by the way, who have thought that using guns would be used to turn on and off a switch? Oh, no. <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> I know. You would think it would actually do permanent damage to the switch, right? That's right, yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. No, no exactly. So because of this absolute uh, nonsense trying to work out how to play this game, what made it even worse is because that this was a, a DOS game, Yep. Uh, Cap, uh, Capstone thought it was a good idea to use the mouse to try and walk your way through um, left or right. But the problem is that you actually have to sort of hit the key to try and climb up. And it was very difficult to try and uh, move around uh, your, all of your characters um, to climb on one floor to another. Uh, if that was enough, you actually have to play as uh, two detectives in the game. So you have to control one. Uh, and then the other but the problem is that their controls are just uh, more or less not not responsive that it becomes difficult to try and navigate through and um it made it even worse is that at the bottom right hand side of the screen is that you see what looks like some sort of lava uh, lava pit if you walk right across through it you will fall to your death instantly oh, and if that wasn't bad enough if you do happen to climb on top of the third or uh, second or third uh, floors you can actually go 
uh, falling off uh, uh, the platform and right through death as well. Uh, but made even worse is that on the second uh, level, um, and this is where you realize that it wasn't very um, uh, supervised with any quality control whatsoever. There's this glitch where you actually can walk right through the sky as well. So you actually, <laughs> yeah. look, you actually, uh, there's this great divide between two floors. You can actually walk through it, you, like walk across, like you're walking a straight, continuous floor. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, on top of that, um, you, the vast majority of the game consists of all of these top-down uh, driving levels. Where you're chasing after the all these crooks. Abysmal, uh, man. When I saw the they look saw, the cars looked alright, but when I saw the layout of the level of the of the of the road, there's no background. And no, it, it was like, like looking at an Atari game. That's how bad it was. <laughs> it this, looked like it was made in MS Paint, and MS even the Paint, bullets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the bullets, bullets looked yeah, like they were drawn yeah, with uh, dots. pencil. The MS Paint's <laughs> pencil. Yeah, just dots, the square dots. It was yeah. awful. And uh, I was also confused with the health meters as well. Because you know yeah. in health meters, logic is if you're getting hit and uh, you, you, you're running out of health, it actually yeah. is supposed to increase the health meter. But from what I can tell, I was getting confused. I couldn't tell which health meter you belonged to. Yeah. But actually it was growing. <laughs> it actually grew <laughs> instead of shrink. Yeah. Yes, I, was in I don't know what exactly. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with this game uh, was that they tried to make a... Uh, an action puzzle game with Miami Vice, but Miami Vice, I mean, it had a bit of action, but if it's a, more about dealing with detectives, some of them either going undercover or that, you're better off making a point-and-click game. Oh, yeah. And I, I just don't understand. I don't think, <clears throat> I don't even think that the, the Capstone, the developers at Capstone Software themselves understand what they were really making here. Nah. And to make matters worse, and I just happened to have a look at what happened towards the end, near the end of the game. Uh, there's actually this one level where it's nothing but pitch darkness. The screen is completely black. You can only see yep. Tubbs and Crop, the two detectives, yeah. walking around uh, in a black hole. And you have to try and work your way out of this maze. It's like you're working... You're lost in the darkness and you got no flashlight. It's just probably the worst level design I've ever seen. Now, was it was it just uh, the game itself was buggy and, and uh, the level didn't, level uh, background design didn't load? I hope so, because if that was sold to the public, then that is a disaster. Oh yeah, it was like like you said, pitch blackness. Didn't know where you're going. You know, it's basically didn't didn't start from where, where the ladders were. And when he crept when he crept down the ladder, this went pitch pretty much like you know you're this pitch black pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah, and not even the graphics it. even even uh, degraded on some of these levels. Where again, yeah. it's just follow the same patterns. The first two levels, mm. just trying to work your way up to find and arrest the perp. Yeah. Um, they look like the characters on uh, Tubbs and Crockett look like they were <laughs> hindered by VGA graphics. Had oh, this yeah, perfect yeah. protection of what they um, yeah. Again, VGA, what would it be? Yeah. EGA. EGA, really yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, it, what annoys me, however, is that uh, the first couple levels, I mean, on the characters at least, 
the characters themselves kind of look like their TV counterparts. Yeah, that's right. So I thought, okay. So it looks like that they put some deep level detail going on there. But it all goes down here with just this poor choice of uh, game design. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Just the game design. Forget about level design. We're talking about game design. It, it was this what, ladders, was, was man. It? It's all I want. The levels were this all ladders and creeping up ladders and shooting switches and... That's it. Like, shooting that's switches. Boring. I, I, How I'm boring just, is that, I'm man? I'm thinking about stuff like that. <laughs> shooting at switches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me pick up a gun right now and shoot my bedroom light. Yeah. Uh, what do you think will happen? It's going to turn it off? Yeah, no. Nah, destroy it. It's destroy just, it. That's logic right. is just... Yeah. The logic behind it is just insane. Yeah. And the worst thing about it is that it's not like... It's not like there's any real action in the game itself. You don't That's get right. to... It's not a shooting game. You don't get to shoot or punch criminals. So what's the point of the gun? You might as well just turn off the light with your hands and skate. There's if only like, gonna make what, it, one enemy. You only see one enemy on the screen. That's it. What yeah, that's the hell right. is that? And to make matters worse, once you reach the, the perk, yeah, he walks off. He walks off screen. Yeah, and your characters walk off screen as well. And you have this dialogue box saying "perk has been arrested" or something. <laughs> Look, if you're gonna make a generic, if if this is, if they want to make an action action game, they were better off doing something like Crime City, that uh, arcade game mm. that the Taito Corporation made in the eighties. Um, which we've already discussed in this podcast. Um, it's nothing special, just this uh, uh, action shooting game that was loosely based from, well, the characters were loosely based on Lethal Weapon. But you know what? At least that you got really good graphics. Okay, granted, it was arcade, but at least that, that would be a, che a cheap knockoff of that would have been far more worth of your time than playing this game. Mm. Yep. Can you imagine playing this game and, <laughs> back in 1989? That. And I'd love to know what the price would have been back then as well. <laughs> yeah, true. I reckon it would have sold poorly, man, for sure. For sure. How would you would have... If you had to make a Miami Vice game, how would you make it? Personally, I, I can I'll only make see it two... like a side scroller You know, shoot, yeah. shoot your enemies yeah, and... Yeah, like something like uh, your uh, Crime City-esque... Side-scrolling right, shooting yeah. game yep. or point-and-click game. That's it. You don't have to make it too complicated. That's and right. uh, for God's sake, if you're going to make a, a top-down driving shooting game, make sure that you add some fucking foliage or just uh, street lights to the damned level yeah. design. That's a detail it, to it, man. It's just it was too plain. Too plain. There was nothing. It was That's just right. this dark gray, uh, dark gray uh, background mixed with the, the road, which was just light gray. Yeah, and it didn't even look any. Didn't even look like it was fit to be on Atari. To be honest, it, <laughs> yeah. something was drawn MS Paint back yeah. in 1989. Yeah, they would if they didn't have MS Paint back in 1989. Would have something similar. It was that bad. It was just oh man, what were they thinking? I was just yeah, just it was just not a good use of the IP. Not a good use of the IP. Not at all. I think they better off. You know what they could have done. For Crime City, they, instead of making just the generic uh, game title like that, that could have been Miami Vice, really, if you think about it. Because if if you think about it, you already had the colorful graphics. Mix that with the uh, Art Deco look of the show. Yeah. You replace those generic lethal weapon characters with Tubbs and Crockett. Boom. You would have got something. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's something that would have grabbed the masses, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, very disappointing. But yep. my guess is that 
from what I can see about the games made by Capstone, they're always made on the cheap um, and always on a cheap budget. And very similar, you can say you could sort of compare them to LJN some res yeah. respects. Yeah, made a lot of cheap games yeah. with IP licenses. Yeah. Um, Not far off. Yeah. Not far off at all. Just a PC equivalent, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough venting about that's this game. That's enough for Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough for Miami Vice for damn sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, Home Alone. Uh, but this yeah. game wasn't uh, developed by Capstone, but it was published by Capstone. Right. Um, funny enough, I wouldn't say this is a bad game. What do you reckon? It, it's very similar to um, the Sega Mega Drive game that I grew up. Yep. Um, the only difference is, I mean, the whole gist of the game is really just collecting all of these items that right, can be used that, as yeah, booby right. traps yep. to attack um, uh, the two robbers that are breaking into Kevin McAllister's home. And you just got to plant them everywhere. Um, the only difference is that, uh, the only difference between the PC game published by Capstone and uh, the Sega Mega Drive game is that the latter actually allows you to uh, ride around in a sled where you can not only set traps at your own home but also at other people's houses in the neighborhood and it was a lot much longer game uh, I think about probably about give or take half an hour to finish um, whereas in the PC uh, version of Home Alone uh, it's only just about 10-15 minutes long and it's always stuck and it's always uh, set at the McAllister home there's nothing else in between so you don't get to just uh, you don't uh, have this uh, top-down view like in the Mega Drive game where you get to ride around and slay, travel from one home to another and you got to race there if I remember correctly before the, the two crooks uh, break into the other houses it's just set right in the same home and it gets there's nothing really to it um, yeah, the graphics, you set traps. I guess, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, the graphics, I guess, were pretty decent. Yeah. Or maybe the Home Alone, uh, well, the Sega Mega Drive adaptation uh, was a bit more colourful. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not it's saying that. Yeah. I'm not trying to oversell the uh, Mega Drive version. I mean, it wasn't too bad of a game as far as licensed games were concerned, but it's nothing really groundbreaking. But, um, no, it's just uh, there wasn't really much to this game because uh, I think, from what I can tell, if all it took was to beat the two uh crooks, I can't remember their, their names in the movie, I think it was Marvin, it was definitely Marv, I can't remember who the Marvin other character's Harry. name was in the movie. Marvin Harry, that's yeah. it, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it only takes about 10 hits. Uh, yeah, you, you hit the you hit Marvin Harry 10 times and you end up winning the game, apparently. But again, it, there wasn't really much. Uh, excitement around it. I mean, uh, it was part scrolling and part of it wasn't where we just split there to the next screen uh, on some uh, aspects. Yeah, it could have done a lot more. Um, again, uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but I don't know, maybe that thing could have had something like um, similar to a rail shooting moment <laughs> or just, uh, you know, uh, just a overhead moment of uh, Kevin McAllister hitting a the two of them with his um, God, what do you call? Uh, what do you kind of with, with, just with that um, dummy shotgun that he had in the movie? 
um, the air rifle where it was. Yeah, rifle. Right. Well, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or shoot any objects. Just try to be more creative. Again, creative, the problem yeah. is that this game. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The disappointment is that. I mean, um, I think with the Mega Drive games, if I remember correctly, it had the same music over and over again. Mm. Um, I mean, the version I played didn't have music, but then another video showed that it did have music. So, yeah. Yeah. This had, had ad lib sound, uh, ad lib music. And yeah. the sound effects that came from the PC speaker or sound card, I assume, yeah. Yeah. So it really is not much, not much to it. Yeah. Having said that, at least uh, graphic-wise, it looks better than Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. Mainly because yeah, a third-party yeah. developer developed it and yeah. not Capstone. <laughs> yeah, what do you reckon? Actually, Manly and Associates, Inc. developed this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, if Capstone developed it, you would have seen a completely, a completely different game. <laughs> you would have seen Kevin vs. Callister <laughs> using uh, his air rifle to shoot at switches to try and trap That's Marvin right. Harry. That's right, yeah. I still can't get over that. It's just horrendous. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. And the raps would have been a lot and worse that was too. The, they could have been a lot worse. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, the graphics for that PC version of Home Alone is not too shabby yeah, not too the gameplay might not be up to scratch but yeah. we've seen worse games based on that i mean we you've seen the ns version nes version of the terminator for yeah. example yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a gray ugly sludge that was but i know it could have been as bad as that could have been as yeah. bad as that so that's right yeah still not really recommended uh to play in my opinion yeah that's right all right um Next game, uh, Corridor Seven. Uh, David, have you? This game, I believe, what used the, the build engine, didn't it? No, it used the Wolfenstein 3D engine. Right, it was the other game that used the uh, build engine, which we'll talk about. In Tech Ball, was it? Yeah, Tech Ball. Yeah, we'll yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think the biggest criticism I have with this game is just this ugly use of grey and purple. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. already threw me off. Um, yeah. Because it's a strange color as well, because it looks like it's using this gradient, right, uh, just this linear gradient color that doesn't really, uh, doesn't really uh, appeal. And I know I'm just uh, judging the game superficially, but I think with the first-person shooter game, that color uh, is really important in this regard. And yeah, I think the mixture of dark grey and purple is just uh, not not a good combo. What do you reckon? Nah, not at all. Um, it would have been better if it was grey. You know, like, it is grey for the floor and all that. You, you, you get a grey floor, but purple. Oh no, sorry, no, you get, you get a grey ceiling, but purple, uh, a purple floor. Yeah, not not, not a good combination. Um, I would have kept it grey and probably just kept the ceiling probably darkish grey or whatever it's like Wolfenstein 3D but yeah they yeah reversed it and uh, no it doesn't look appealing at all but apart from that um, the sprites I would have to say are pretty detailed you know um, the enemies and stuff yeah the gun and the hand I mean the it, guns and all that yeah, yeah. nothing, the weapon nothing and all that. too bad in that regard too bad, yeah. um, you know it, uh, kind of, it just kind of reminds me of uh, a little bit of the maze uh, in that level of the 
Sega Mega Drive get version that I played of Toy Story where you're stuck in the arcade machine and you got to get the space aliens and throw them into a chute. <laughs> a little bit yeah. like that. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me of a little bit. But not even that had this ugly um, color scheme. It, I don't know about you, but have a look at the game. It kind of just reminds me of just, just generic first-person shooter, which yeah. might not necessarily... It might not necessarily look too terrible to play um, uh, in terms of just uh, spending a little bit of time with it. But yeah. what I can say is that the, it has this strange circuit board chip on the far right corner. I don't know if that's supposed to be uh, the map. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think it is the map. Yeah. Uh... Well, that is the ugliest map I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I can't even read it to be honest. Um, because yeah, it, it just looks like you're just a uh, a motherboard switch. And it's not really not the best detail for a map that you can find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... and, and and it's very small too, like like I don't I hardly even use the map, you know what I mean? It's it's very confusing too because it's just so small, you know. Like on the on the top right, so yeah. But what, what you just yeah, said before, it does look like a circuit board, but yeah, that's that's your overhead map, yeah. and it's not that great. I've come to realize that you know you can say whatever you want about the map designs yeah. in uh, Dark Forces and Doom, yeah. where you press the tab key and you have this big, that's right, yeah. uh, big map that covers the screen, but. Compared to this, it definitely looks uh, better detail than you can follow uh, your whereabouts better. I mean, it could have been, that still has a, its own flaws, but it's definitely a lot more legible compared to this uh, yeah. this one in Corridor 7. Did yeah. you grow up playing this game when you were young? Yes, I did. Um, I remember I had a uh, CD of the compilation of DOS games, and, uh, and that game was on it. It was only... I think it was only the first, uh, it was only one level that you could play. It was only a right. demo. And, uh, you know, me being young at the time, I didn't mind it, you know, and uh, now seeing it now, it's like, yeah, it's not the best, you know. I, I, I would, I would put Wolfenstein 3D over Corridor 7, to be honest. Um, just because the level design is very mazy. Um, and also, you know the even the, like some of the enemies like of this, um, yeah, like I want to say hard, about... but you know they could, you know, this this the AI could be better. Like the AI is even crap as well. Like, like, like Wolfenstein 3D, they get, they get alerted too easy and all come out at once, and yeah, they're just <laughs> your generic looking um, Very monsters generic, yeah. that look Very like generic. a yeah. bucket basement Doom characters. To be honest, oh yeah, that's right. Are you seen as you see these big eyeballs, the first couple oh, of levels. Oh, those eyeballs. They're, they're very easy to kill off, but there's a lot of them, man. There's a lot, there's a lot of those yeah. eyeballs, yeah. Um, the good thing about this, you know, um, but the, you know, the level layout that, you know, you can... It tells you that you have to, like, eliminate all the enemies, but you don't have to. You can eliminate... Um, you can eliminate the ones that are required in the level. So if you eliminate like third, like 15 or 20, and there's more in the, if there's more in the stage, you'd have to really worry about it. So if you just eliminate right. what's required for each level, you pass it or whatever. 
But what really shoots me as well, that there are hidden laser wire traps and they're invisible. So every time you say you walk through a corridor and you get stunned by them, it's like what the hell, what the hell's hitting me? Um, the only way you can find out is that you have to uh, use your infrared goggles and you'll even you can see infrared those goggles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I would have. Uh, I yeah, uh, I don't think I'd go back to playing this game to be honest because nah. I know. Nah, that's I, like one. I said to you not many times before, like I said to you many times before, old school FPS uh, games, I can only play them for a certain amount of time before I start getting motion sickness. If I have to play with infrared goggles, yeah, it'll de definitely give me a headache. Yeah, you'd have to play with them, but yeah, if, if you get stunned by those laser traps and, and that area is in the after like... Um, bypass that area somehow, and uh, you want to see the laser trap, you just put in the infrared goggles, but yeah, it's very, very annoying, so, very annoying. <laughs> did you ever get fire in this game? I think Apart I did, I think I did, I think I did clock it a long time ago, but like I said, it's not, nothing special, like, it's just, level design is very crappy, gets very repetitive, very fast, and pretty boring, so, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's, the, the, the gist I get from this game, in terms of story, is you're, um, you're a soldier that's uh, stuck on an alien planet. That's right, yeah. But, yeah. So, typical, yeah. So, just the uh, generic, uh, sh yeah, sh shooting game as they come, really. Yeah. You, you um, three engine, yep. Yeah, no, I don't think I, yeah. If you ask me to play this game, um, Again, my answer would be no. no. Yeah, just doesn't have that appeal. I mean, it, for uh, people who grew up with FPS uh, games and just uh, love to just uh, experiment, even with the, the bad games, um, they'll they'll still uh, have a go for at, at this for all curiosity's sake. But yeah, for a casual gamer like me, I'd, I'd definitely stay away. Yeah. But if we think that um, still. From what I can tell, um, it still looks like a better game than Operation Body Count. You reckon? Yeah, it, it's a tad better than that because, yeah, Operation Body Count, <laughs> which leads us to the next that's, game, Operation Body Count. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Now this was definitely developed by Capstone, wasn't it? Oh yeah, and using the Wolfenstein 3D engine once again. And this was their last attempt at using the Wolfenstein 3D engine. Um, so yeah, Operation Body Count. Um, yeah, I gotta say, what bothers me about Operation Body Count is that yeah. the premise of it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So the UN building has been taken hostage by these terrorists, right. yep. and then there's, correct me if I'm wrong, a special forces team uh, brought in the last resort to try and uh, eliminate all the threats yeah, along cool. the way. But I think, again, just uh, with these sort of games, I've I think that um, uh, color choices are probably critical in terms of uh, catching, uh, uh, and drawing the attention, and, uh, and attracting the uh, all the other uh, gamers who are expected to play this game. This game had this awful habit of using brown, doesn't it? Oh yeah, especially the first uh, the first levels you encounter 
uh, which are the sewer levels, very, yeah, tad to brown. Um, even like uh, the, the ceiling and floor textures are also like brownish. Um, yeah. And yeah, even the textures weren't even rendered properly, you know, this very, pretty awful. Um, I think the walls, I think you're in some sort of a underground cavern or something. Yeah, um, you're in the sewers, yeah. The walls, that's yeah, that's like you said, you the walls, yeah, the walls yeah, weren't, yeah. Even, uh, weren't even duplicated properly. Yeah. So you can tell that there is uh, imperfections yeah. um, with uh, the textures. But um, no, I think that's some of the weapons uh, were actually uh, self-inflicted damage, even against the player, from what I can remember. They had some sort of... Couldn't tell if it was. I couldn't remember if it was a grenade launcher or a fire or a fire uh, breather. No, a, a flamethrower. Sorry, not fire breather. I don't know what I'm talking about. Flamethrower, where it would actually flash the screen as well when you hit your enemies. Yeah, that's right. Not yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought this is not good for people suffering from seizures. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. See, like, this like, is the like problem. A, yeah, like a little yeah. bright light every time you are uh, yeah killed the enemy with the flamethrower. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's this is a, a critical. Uh, failure in game yeah. development because uh, not that I'm an expert myself but the one thing you got to be careful is that you don't really have two extreme uh, flashing lights for a first-person shooter game yeah uh, for the simple fact that there are a lot of people suffers uh, suffer from epilepsy out there mm, uh, something right. that you got to be really sensitive if you're gonna have flashing graphics um, you need to got to make sure that it doesn't become too overwhelming yeah, um, so I don't know exactly uh, what exact the, their thought process was, and when I think about it, the logic behind that choice, when you use a flame for someone, it's not supposed to go off like a grenade. So it's oh, just yeah. a weird, the weird gaming design choice, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. The other strange moment about this game is as you're going through all the corridors, all the cubicle spaces and this is something i noticed also in uh william shatner's tech world which we'll talk about a little later yeah, that's right uh, you have characters you have all these enemies that are sitting uh in the toilet uh with their pants down and yeah. they did this as well in the tech war and of yeah. course you can shoot them thinking yeah this is just a really unfunny gag isn't it just, yeah come on man <laughs> yeah who wants to see people in the toilet <laughs> especially terrorists Toilet, like, yeah, bad, bad design. And remember that, right? <laughs> that, that didn't even have a door either. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even that, like, um, I even noticed a lot of booby traps as well, especially where the exit exits were. Yeah. Like, how the hell do you dodge that? How do you how do you dodge those, those dodge those explosives, man? Seriously, those landmines. Do you think that they were inspired by Rise of the Triad in terms of? Booby traps? Uh, not sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's my. Yeah, that's just bad. That's just bad, man. How, like, how could you dodge that? Because every time I used to go through those landmines, I'll die. Like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest frustration about that particular game is that you've got this realistic premise where. Yeah, you're fighting terrorists. You gotta save the all these politicians and yeah. uh, UN building, right? But then it sort of becomes sort of sci-fi horror. It sort of, it broke the theme a bit. Yeah. 
in my opinion. Because with Doom, with your game like Doom, you know what you're going to get. Fighting off demonic monsters. Yeah. Uh, that's as far as it goes in terms of story. But what you see is what you get. But you've got, let's say, a realistic premise at first in Operation Body Count. And then you're fighting, what is it? If I remember correctly, all these rats underground or something. Yeah, that's right. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Yeah, there's rats. And yeah. I think those rats were also carried over in Tech War, which again, we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I can tell, uh, that was a YouTuber, and he didn't even bring it to my attention, that they, they actually traced the enemy sprite animations yeah, from Doom. with those. From Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you reckon that was a common practice back in the 90s? Or was just Capstone Probably just tracing Capstone. on cheap? I read Capstone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess um, they, they can... Yeah. Mm. Uh, well... Yeah, they, 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 did, guess, they, they, uh, they did a lot of... um that did, uh, they did a lot of cutting corners. They did, yeah, a lot of that in Operation Money Counting. cutting corners and... Um, I reckon they would have rushed it, you know, because they could have made this a lot better, especially the layout of the maps as well um, very especially the saw levels were very, very repetitive and mazy and what the hell were those uh those uh slime slimy things in the <laughs> in the sewer those slimy monsters that would come out from the ground and like throw like slime at you and yeah what the hell was that man <laughs> that's so random yeah <laughs> Do you reckon that the biggest problem with this sort of game is that it didn't know exactly you knew it was a they knew they wanted to make the first person shooter game. Yeah. But were they supposed to make a realistic shooter game? Sort of like uh, I don't know, sort of a, uh, an early Call of Duty type of game? Or did they want to make it a sci fi shooter game? Because it felt like an EA was trying to do everything all at once. Yeah, it was just a mixed bag. Yeah, you probably say that it's a mixed bag. Yeah. yeah, mixed with terrible graphics as that's well. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. And apparently, um, uh, what do you call it? Even when you find the the end boss, it's very buggy yeah. as well. Um, I heard that. It might yeah, I read on you as well. Did he disappear? Yeah, he disappears. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he disappears. This is uh, and then the and cutscene. Yeah, there's a cutscene and this crashes back in the DOS. <laughs> so they couldn't even get the and yeah, they couldn't even do that properly, man. That's how bad this game is. So I'm just having a look at Steam. Yes, this game is still sold on Steam. Really? Wow. Oh, sold yeah, it there. is. And guess what? How much yeah, is it? Still there. <laughs> you want to know how much it costs? How much? Full price? <laughs> yeah. Six ninety nine. Seven bucks. So I, I, I would even pay two dollars. <laughs> I can't believe they're still selling this game. Wow. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not something. It, it's just a very dated game, and yeah. it wasn't really that great in its heyday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just. Uh, if you let's say if you had three D realms. Uh, yeah, having their hands on this game what do you think they would have done I think first of all in the early development they would have decided okay we, we're, we're going to make this into a sort of a realistic game yeah that's Try right. and that would have done get a, away from a good job 
the 3D yep. realms took it yep. on for sure. And but, yeah, with, without a doubt, they would have spent more time on improving the graphics because, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, even if you're not a first-person shooter game, you can definitely say that Doom definitely had the right choice of graphics uh, with yeah. the. And a variety of graphics as well. The color schemes according to whatever the mood of the uh, chapter was. And uh, then it wasn't all monotonous. Yeah. Uh, whereas this game is just... Uh, it's either... It differs between uh, this ugly brown or this sort of uh, brownish... Brown with grey. A light brown yeah. with grey. That's how I call it. Terrible. Yeah. Even um, I noticed... Uh... The, the floor and ceiling, the tiles, this, they, they move as well. Like, you can see them moving. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, you know when you got the parallax scrolling going on in the foreground? So yeah. It's like, it's just, yeah. it's just weird, man. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Not great. But right. anyway, that is Operation Body Count. Yep. Now, as uh, the other first-person shooter game, I think we should spend some time talking about was... Uh, William Shatner's Tech War. Yeah, so moving on from Wolfenstein 3 engine to the build engine. And yeah. stuffing that up in the process. Yeah. <laughs> the build engine, uh, from what I understand, was pretty revolutionary for first person shooter games, wasn't it? Yes, it was, because that's what was used to make Duke Nukem 3D. And did Quake use it as well? No. 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 Okay. That it's off that that was um, its own engine from its software, yeah. right? But basically, that was a full 3D engine, so yeah, but um, yeah, of course, William, yeah. But William Shatner's yeah. tech that was more like a 3D, it was a 3D uh, engine, but it was a, like a 2D, uh, 2D.5 engine or something, something like that, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, well, when was the first time you you found out about this game? Ah, uh, a long time ago, man. Um, I remember playing it. I think I had it on a demo disc as well, if I'm not mistaken. And then I then I got later uh, found the full version and played it. And um, yeah, didn't mind it. I thought it was alright. Like I said, you know, I didn't, you know, like. That was you were young. Then. I was young, you know. Yeah. Didn't know any better, but now it's like, yeah, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, did you know that actually Tech War was based on the TV franchise? That's right. Yeah. 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 Syndication in Canada, which means it was made on a really cheap budget. Yeah, that's right. So with that in mind, it was also created by um, William Shatner. So I guess he just wanted to make uh, content on the very cheap. And he thought yep. that going with uh, Capstone Software, they promised to make the game on the cheap. And he thought, yeah, I think right now I can make a, a, a good game out of this company. But yeah, I guess he thought wrong. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it's strange because it uses full motion video. And it has uh, it only has him appearing as his character, that's debriefing right, yeah. you. Yeah, so right. the whole plot of the game is you are... Uh, brought out of cryogenic state and yeah. you've become sort of uh, a, a private investigative source or a bounty hunter not a bounty hunter but someone who is a glorified sort of hitman going after 
uh, all of these uh, criminals called tech lords. Yeah, uh, it was supposed to be set in the near future, right? But it was all high tech, yeah? Something like uh, early in, in 20th century, of course. But again, it's funny just thinking about how a lot of fictional content, yeah, a lot of content back in the, the 90s, they had this very uh, uh, unrealistic view of how the year, let's say, uh, 2010 onwards would look like from the <laughs> yeah. 15 years then. Yeah, yeah so it's more, uh, more like a cyberpunk I mean, game. It's more like a cyberpunk kind of game, you know, yeah. in the future and, yeah. And I guess you could... No, I wouldn't call it necessarily Deus Ex. <laughs> nah. Uh, because Deus Ex, it's got... They don't, they don't have any mechanics from Deus Ex or anything like that, but it was like a yeah. cyberpunkish game anyway. It, it wasn't, yeah. Well, Cyberpunk was RPG as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah. uh, no. This game, yeah. Uh, Tech War isn't. It's just your straightforward shooter, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shooter. Yeah. 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 It's a 3D shooter. Now, I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing a bit of it. Um... Uh, just uh, several days ago and again it's uh, has this habit and correct me if i'm wrong but i think you're always stuck in the same location which is a subway at first right you're gonna That's walk right. around yeah right yeah, already, you, already that, just... you have to select uh you, you can you can select um who to eliminate first which are those uh tech yeah. lords and once you eliminate those tech lords, 10 uh, tech lords 10 targets that yeah, you have to right, yeah can't find right yeah yeah What's stupid about that game is that you're instructed not to hurt any civilians, yeah. but somehow that they're all trying to shoot you and kill you. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So you walk out, say, in the streets of, uh, in the city or whatever, and you're walking around and some of us yank out their guns, start shooting, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I think that game is intentionally set up to make the you AI fail. The AI the AI was just yeah, just so you get um, a, a full motion video yeah. of William Shatner saying, "I don't like having blood, innocent uh, blood, spilled on my hands." Next time, be more careful. We're not the killers. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah. What annoys me is that there was a promotional video of Shatner from uh, of uh, hyping up this game with Capstone. Oh, really? But I'm thinking, but come on, I mean, you, this game, graph, in terms of graphics, isn't even impressive to look at. Because you've got digitized graphics yeah. for all the other characters, mm. right? And they don't they don't even look like they've been scaled properly, from what I can tell. Yeah, that's right, yeah. They look portion. And then on top of that, it's always this, uh, again, call me superficial, call me shallow, but I think color scheme and F-person shooter games is first person shooter games is really important because with the tech war it's just gray 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 all over again i mean it's not as bad as the gray in corridor seven but you, again it's just that the ground is gray ceiling's gray again you're in a, a subway tunnel but again you should have just something more adventurous right something more that doesn't look like a concrete slab um yeah, and some right. of this it, and there was also um, some beggar uh, holding a, just a, a help sign in the right side of a train, yeah. if you remember. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. yeah I think the, the sign says, I will, I will work for tech or something like that. Yeah, weird choices. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's like uh, Mankind Divided, eat your heart out. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Right. I, yeah. It's just because uh, at least uh, I think I think that it could. Um, good detail about uh, modern gaming nowadays is that because it's expanded with some sort of interactive storytelling you can get the best out of first person shooter games like uh, Deus Ex games uh, really thrived with uh, all the RPG uh, potentials they had because that means they get to expand or alternate the story depending on the player's choice as you go yeah. right but even, even if it didn't have that it was linear they still had uh, better you know a better way to try and uh, expand through a story that doesn't rely on uh, uh, cheap uh, graphics and full motion video gimmicks yeah and that's the problem you know what the full motion video wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't the only um standout feature of the game and really what's so special about it? it's just william shatner just telling you off <laughs> yeah that's basically all it is you know yeah just uh, taunting you for your just incompetence as you go after tech lords. Yeah. No, but um, do you ever I, I, get I, I, fun? I, you, know, you know, it's funny. I love when um, we're in a subway and when you go into the into the train and you pull yeah. a gun, this character goes, "Drop the weapon now!" <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get fun in that game? Don't you ever fire? Yes, I did. Um, I remember I eliminated all the tech lords. And then I went into the into the Matrix level. I went, oh, what the hell God. am I supposed to do there? I've seen that Matrix level. That was level. horrendous, looks... man. That mission is horrendous. Like, I think I'd die from confusing. anesthesia if I would play oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I couldn't oh, play yeah. that. Yeah, no way. If you're photosensitive, do not play that level. Yeah. No, I, I've yep. seen it. No, I'll get, I'll, you'll get sick if you're photosensitive. Um, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It was just this horrible maze. They, they just the sense of space is uh, completely ruined yeah. because you're just uh, walking around through just the uh, no real walls, no floors, but you have this grid layout. Yeah. You got to try and make your way through it. Like you say, it's a, a matrix-like, and it's a complete shit show. I, I don't know exactly what exactly what was the concept behind that. Uh, at the time, um, because it, I've never seen such uh, horrendous game design in, in my life. It hasn't even oh, been repeated yeah. again from where I can tell. Because he, uh, again, it's just they probably thought, the, in, in terms of the concept, that it was going for something sort of um, surreal, yeah. um, or something that's uh, thinking outside of the box. But here's the problem. You can sort of get away with that if you're making a movie or TV show or something. If you're film if filming, but if you're playing a a game, you, you got to think about how this could affect someone from a first-person view. And uh, if they if they're vulnerable to epilepsy, you definitely can't have so much flashing going around. Oh, or you yeah. can't give them. You can't really feel that that they're having some sort of. Uh, uncomfortable experience because it was really did you feel uncomfortable playing that did it give you some sort of eye uh, headache no, or eye sore not really uh, it's just very confusing I didn't know what to do and I just yeah gave up because it felt like you were floating it did feel yeah, like you were floating. floating that's right you were floating yeah yeah, yeah you were floating and there was this there were portals and now you have to go through the portals and then you have to press these switches and stuff and then 
Alright, what do I do now? It's just, yeah, just very confusing, man. So, I wouldn't have, yeah. Recommend. If you want to play Tech War, don't, don't play the Matrix mission. This, this, it's just horrendous, man. Another thing what I dislike about the game is that yeah. you can tell that there are some elements around it where you could, the objects are supposed to be three-dimensional, but they were clearly 2D sprites. Yeah. <laughs> like as the beam poles yeah. inside the train. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, you could definitely tell how cheap it looked, but again, yeah. it couldn't be maybe that just the graphics were probably a bit. Well, the game itself probably a little bit too ambitious uh, for its time, but yeah, still you could have improved a little bit on the graphics, or even just don't go for anything too complicated because they did. That's right. There was a fair bit of detail in the game that they just couldn't pull off, and that's the case. Why attempt it? Yeah, that's right. And I what one of like I said before about um, Operation Body Count, this game Capstone and software had this habit of shooting people that are in the middle of uh, doing their business in, in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere, this is yeah. a dumb childish gimmick, man. Come on. Yeah. Ah uh, man. Yeah. But in terms of uh, those games, uh, Corridor Seven, uh, Operation Body Count. And uh, William Shatner's Tech Corps. Would I be right to assume that you think Corridor Seven is the lesser of those of the other evils? Uh, I'll probably say you know. I'll probably go with William Shatner's Tech War and Corridor Seven, and just leave Operation Body Count out of the picture. You know. Um, so you would rather prefer playing. Uh, Tech war than operation yeah, body count. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is uh, okay. That's pretty damning. That's a pretty indictment of uh, body, operation body it's count. It's not that hard. It's not a hard game. Um, right. One chance tech war. So you know, it's what, what pissed me off is when they set the booby traps into the exits in operation body count. Like, that's just bullshit. You know, you can't even pass the level then. <laughs> yeah. Getting blown up. You know, or whatever. Just stupid. So yeah. Uh, but for what it was, you know, Operation Body Count, sorry, not Operation Body Count, uh, William Shannon's Tech War, uh, it was the first company to ever use the build engine before Duke Nukem was made, so, you know, they tried their best, but they failed again, obviously, but, uh, I wonder how many sales they made of this game, because it had religion. it was based on William Shannon's Tech War, the novel TV series, but, yeah. Well, I think um, I heard rumors that they were going to, they were trying to make um, an anime series of uh, Tech War uh, streaming service. <laughs> really? But um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that they'll have to really, from what I can tell, it's a very cheap franchise. Oh, yeah. So they'll really have to reimagine it somewhere. Mm. Um, so just. Uh, no, and uh, unlike Operation Body Count, it's not sold on Steam. So definitely you can say it's reduced to abandoned wear right now. Well, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Tell you the truth, I'm surprised. I'm rather surprised, giving it's a notorious reputation that Operation Body Count is still sold on Steam. Yeah, me too. I don't yeah. even think Corridor 7 uh, is there. Let me just have a quick look. Corridor 7. So look here. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah, Corridor 7 
is still sold on Steam, and that costs ten dollars full price. Ten bucks. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it looks like it might be. I think Tech War might be on GOG.com. You're only sharing the stick wall. You can play this on. You can download this from GOG.com. Right. Which is like Steam, but yeah. <sighs> Man. Yeah, it's just definitely something that. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't pay to play it, to be honest. Yeah. So. What have we got here? So, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. So it looks like that Capcom spirits are still alive and well. In terms of just their, their legacy, how would you rate their legacy as a gaming company for judging by the games that some of the games that we covered tonight? Um, I would say on their legacy of games, probably the most decent ones, like I, like I said, um, Corridor Seven. But like I said, just very generic titles, man. To say the least. You know, mm. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it up there with like. Duke Nukem and Doom and Quake and all that, you know, um, but for what it was, you know, it's just, you know, that they, they tried their best, but they couldn't pull it off, so, obviously, yeah. So, just uh, going back to quickly on um, Tech War, yeah. you said it's available on GOG.com, yeah. is it available for free, or do you actually have to pay for it? I believe you have to pay for it, yeah. Wow, how much does that cost? Because yep. I've just had a look of uh, some anonymous review. He said this game sucks so much ass, and yet I can't stop playing it. LOL. I have I have to find out how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's have a look. Um... Alright. Yeah, I'd be very surprised, to be honest, if uh, this game is still sold to the public. Yeah, it's $10. Wow, $10 for that. Mm. Do you think it still retains the full motion video footage? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the, it'll be the yeah. full thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um... You know, if anyone who is curious, check it out. But you know, it's just a very, very, very generic first-person shooter. You know, so yeah. And then after that, they made uh, two other games, which was Witch Haven, which are pretty good. Um, not that, not that bad. Uh, it's more of medieval style. I want to get into it. It's just very medieval stylish first-person shooter. Still, it was a first-person. It was another first-person yeah, first person game. Game, yeah. yeah. And that was the last two games they made before they shut down. And yeah, pretty much. But which haven it looked like, from what I can tell, uh, from the graphics, it looked like an improvement from the other two games they made. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just better detail. Yeah. Uh, better detail. Just yeah. better quality. Graphics. Yeah. Now gameplay, that I'm not sure because I haven't played those games, but at least so, I can yeah, tell from it's, it's, it's all right, you know. Yeah. Um, I probably just controls it is a bit stiff, but yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. You know, I've played it, so yeah. 
Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I think we could say that Capstone so Software had rather, in, rather just an underwhelming uh, legacy. Uh, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, I mean, it, when you, when you, when you're one of your biggest IP games you made was Miami Vice, and all you can, the best you can show for it is just this a really confusing, poorly designed puzzle game, which is basically what it is for the most part a puzzle game. Then uh, you, you're not really going to climb up further. Yeah, the ranks game was just uh, terrible, man. Terrible. Wouldn't even yeah. recommend it to anyone. Yep. <laughs> play play Crime City arcade game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you just if you just want to have uh, a good time, it might be a little generic, but yeah, it's uh, as far as uh, shooting buddy buddy cop games. Yeah, you can do far worse. Than that. Yep, cool, that's right. All right, which I believe anyway. wraps up the episode for Capstone Software. Yes, it does. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yep, and uh, we'll catch you next time.